Hi, everyone. This is Anthony Diaz with the Pop Hill Show. And this show is for anyone that has a strong passion for making people healthier in this world. I'm really excited and enthused to have Warren Shoto on the show today. So Warren is the acting chief nursing hospital or acting chief nursing officer at Willsbear General Hospital. Hopefully I didn't butcher that intro, Warren. But uh, Warren's got a very vast background in nursing. He's been in this space for a while. He's seen a lot of change. A lot of changes happened recently in this area. Warren, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks, Anthony. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. No, well, thanks for carving out time to do this. Thanks for grounding with us and, uh, you know, being able to share your story, your work, your focus and your purpose with us. I guess I'd love to start off along those lines with maybe take us back, teleport us back to where it all started. What what put that in your heart to focus on health, to focus in nursing? You know, tell us tell us a little bit about, you know, what led you to become the person you are. Okay, so I, I guess a lot of people in healthcare, their journey starts with wanting to make a difference somehow, somewhere um, in the human condition. Um, so, I, you know, many years ago, I wasn't really sure which way I wanted to head out. But um, as life unfolded, I was dealt a series of uh, uh, issues with family members that became tragically and sometimes terminally ill. And um, it, that, that journey lasted uh, almost four and a half years. Um, and so going into that whole scenario with uh, a loved one, um, and having that desire to, to want to make a difference, I was acutely aware of what was happening in the environments and the hospitals that we ended up spending time in. But the one thing that really stuck with me, Anthony, was that the, the constant, no matter what hospital it was, and we went from Washington, D.C. to Albany to um, to Scranton, Pennsylvania, uh, the one constant thing was uh, the nursing staff. The nurses, the nurses seemed to make the difference in the journey wherever we were. And uh, their compassion and caring throughout these difficulties um, was the one steadfast thing that we were able to hold on to. And, and that's when I decided that that's where my future uh, would lead me. Mm. So um, after those situations kind of resolved themselves, I began my journey into the nursing career. And, and, and I started at the beginning uh, where a lot of people start out as a nurse aide uh, and then became a practical nurse and then a registered nurse and then eventually a assistant manager in a, in a telemetry department, and then a director in an oncology department, um, then veered off into administration for a bit, became a director of nursing, and then a director of quality, mm. and uh, then uh, into administration, uh, which is where I am now. I love it. I love it. Um, what I, I'd love to hear a little bit more about, uh, Warren, is, uh, so thank you for your background, and it's, it's I, I'm always interested in hearing about these, like, superhero origin stories, and it's always, like, from a point of, uh, you know, I, I, I feel like everything around me can be a lot better, and, and it's interesting that the, the common thread of uh, people in healthcare and that find themselves in roles that like yours, and along those lines, I'd love to hear a little bit about maybe some of the things you focus on, but mainly, like, the topics in health that really are capturing your, your fixation uh that are really uh engaging for you that's capturing your passion uh, obviously so many different topics in health healthcare, so many things going on in nursing but maybe tell me about one or two things that really you're focused on and that really has your captivation these days so i i think the thing that we all struggle with in nursing is being able to find the time in in your day 
to be that classic nurse that mm. um, we all think of when we think of you know a nurse or the profession of nursing. Um, because it, what, what's interesting is the more the healthcare changes and the more that technology explodes into our arena, the one thing that has to remain absolutely the same um, is the kind of care that the patients get. Um, it, again, as I said, it, it is the one constant thing that kind of knits that experience together. And um, trying to uh, in, encourage and lead staff kind of into the into the future with the technological advances that we have while still finding that striking that right balance uh, with a human touch has been the, the struggle most in most recent years because um, it's very easy to become task-oriented in this business because there's a number of things that are required for us to do each day with a patient. And you don't only have one patient on your assignment, you have as many sometimes as six or seven. So you've got to do that for all of those patients. And there's regulatory things and there's there's quality measures and there's a number of things we just have to do, but the constant throughout is is remain that caring, compassionate person that kind of leads these people through their healthcare journey. So, uh, you know, I think that's where our focus is at the, at the moment. Um, and, mm-hmm. uh, interestingly enough, um, you know, I think nurses have always been uh, holistic in their approach and that we're looking at more than just the current experience and the current determinants of their health. Um, we're looking at the whole picture and, and, and trying to transition them through the difficult time and then back into their into their lives um, after after the experience. So um, I'm excited, you know, in, in the future to see if we can bring more of that holistic approach in, into medicine. And we've talked about it for years and years in the profession, but mm-hmm. I think the holistic medicine is, um, I, I think we're seeing an upsurge um, in that, especially as, you know, healthcare changes. I think that... Um, Healthcare consumers are looking for every avenue they can investigate. Um, you know, there are there are, there are issues, of course, with uh, healthcare insurance and coverages, and, mm-hmm. and and people all across the United States um, not necessarily having the coverage they need, or um, not wanting to utilize the healthcare system and maybe go to a medi center or explore other avenues. And I think I think that's a, a big part of where the future lies for medicine. I, lo- I love it, Warren. And, and you know, it's it's really interesting that that you're saying about the holistic side. It's a big trend we're seeing, and I think it's beyond a trend. I think it's there's 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 something interesting going on in society where there is this grounding and returning. It could be just you know a collective dissemination of good common knowledge and foundations on you know mind, body, spirit. You know, uh, <laughs> eating plant plants. You know, <laughs> getting out in the sun, drinking lots of water. You know, get out into nature. You know, a lot of these things are somehow being made into the discharge instructions or it's coming out of the nurse's mouth. It's coming out of the doctor's mouth. And it's not so much, you know, uh, do this and this and this. Um, but, you know, come back to these, these you know, core holistic, the elemental side of, of health. But I guess I'd love to hear a little bit of like some examples or in action or say you had, you know, maybe maybe you personally are, you know, um, finding time to be the nurse for like a few friends and family members, like, and each of them were diagnosed with something different. You know, what are some things that you would say or do for them or, or what are some uh, elements of this in, in action or the tactics behind some of the things you're mentioning here? So it's interesting enough, yeah. When you when you look at illness and you look at the whole process of illness, no matter who it is, um, there there is always in a, some sort of emotional um, impetus uh, to create your kind of atmosphere that you're around. So you know, depending on the diagnosis that you have, you can certainly be surrounded in, in anxiety or depression or 
um, you know, a multitude of emotions surround everything that you you do. Um, And so over the years, you know, I went from skeptic, uh, you know, to being completely science-based to um, moving into more, as I said, the holistic approach. Um, And in my own family, my wife has has moved into that area as well. And she's she's, uh, moved herself into the, the holistic arena with Reiki practices and holistic medicine. Um, and, you know, I just kind of looked at the sidelines kind of skeptically. Um, but I've been able to see over the years now firsthand that there is a direct connect um, to just the general well-being. When you look at uh, things like therapeutic touch and, and Reiki energies and just, mm-hmm. as you said, a lot of the natural components of health and, and, and well-being, right. you know, they're, they're, they're grounded and we're grounded, um, you know, on a, on a daily basis. Um and when your body becomes unwell, something in that grounding process is not where it ought to be. So yeah. I think in, in taking that multifaceted approach and looking at a holistic approach and making sure that you are spiritually and emotionally grounded to well-being, mm-hmm. and then we take a look at the scientific approach and see from a systems uh, process where where can we intervene to kind of get you back on track to where you need to be or, or at least the best version of you at the moment. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, Warren, this is really interesting. So I, I, uh, personally, the Reiki side, the energy healing side of things, it's, it's something I've been trying to explore a little bit more on the, on this show. We've had a couple of Reiki masters on and, you know, obviously to a bulk of people that are out there and probably the, I don't know the way you were raised or the way I was raised, you know, when you're, when you're raised like, you know, traditional, like I went to a Lutheran school growing up, but I went to an evangelical church, you know, growing up as well. And, um, you know, I won't get into religion or spirituality or anything like that, but, you know, as you look at the, the, the energy healing elements of like Reiki and it it almost feels like common sense. And like, when you start hearing this knowledge base, it almost feels like you hear it and you're just like, this makes sense. You know, like the body is energy, the body is vibration. Um, you know, everything we have from our emotional state and everything is, you know, really about, it's about thoughts, it's emotion, the, the word disease, right? <laughs> if you think about it, broken down is dis-ease, right? It's your body's right. not calm, it's not at rest. And it's interesting how some of this, like these truthful elements are emerging. I guess I'd love your thoughts on that. And how do you see, do you see some of these elements and it's kind of like this, it's almost like a counter science, but it's almost like a common sense counter science that's recentering itself, do you see itself making or making its way back into operations, into hospitals, or making its way into the IT systems and getting disseminated? I'd love to hear just a lot more of your thoughts. And I know that's like 17 questions in one, but it's a super fascinating topic. And I just, I've seen the results of people that are experiencing energy healing and applying it to others. And it's night and day. It's night and day. And it's, it's anyway, I love your thoughts too. So. Yeah. Well, you, you know, you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah, there's a lot of questions in there. But the, the bottom line is, is that we, we are seeing now when I look at it from the sidelines and not just from my local perspective, right. I think nationally at some of the bigger, um, the bigger centers like at, at you know, NYU and Columbia and, mm-hmm. and probably even Cleveland Clinic, you know, we're seeing we're seeing uh, holistics kind of enter into the arena of healthcare. In, in mm-hmm. a formal process during a hospitalization, mm-hmm. there are a few facilities nationwide that I know have, that have brought in Reiki masters as an adjunct therapy for inpatients. Um, I mm-hmm. think these are great first steps, um, and, and I'd love to see them disseminate throughout throughout the country. Um, and I'm I'm just you know watching in anticipation and certainly encourage it on the local level, if not at at, at a hospital level, 
as an outpatient, even, um, you know, when we're, we're looking at, um, you know, that, that term rehabilitation after an illness, um, we, we look at, um, you know, bringing the body back into its natural state. So why Mm -hmm. not think of holistic medicine as, as a rehabilitation as well? Um, it it Mm -hmm. helps in the process. And I said, as I said, the big centers in the major metropolitan areas, they're, they're bringing that in. And right. I think the rest of the world is kind of waiting to see if it finds its place. Because uh, if you remember, you know, uh, years and years and years ago, chiropractic medicine was not something we talked about in mainstream. Right. It was an adjunct therapy, and it, there was a def- definite delineation between the chiropractors and the physicians. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I think today, all these years later, we're seeing that they, they're in a lot of places, especially in orthopedics, they're kind of working hand in hand. Um, and, I, and I think that's that's where we're going to be going in the future mm. with the holistic stuff. I love it. I love it. And, and that point, you know, we we actually haven't covered chiropractic lately on the show. Or what's what, what you know what should be the modern mental model on chiropractic? Obviously, the with chiropractic, that's a good point. I guess uh, your your thoughts on chiropractic is that it's a, it's a great alignment for orthopedics. It's it's a really important science and therapy element to align people's. Mm-hmm. you know, bones, spines and alignment. And it is, it is something healthy and it's something to be considered. And, and, uh, so it, it sounds like a science that you're, you're a proponent for correct? I, I am. And I, and I benefited yeah. from it myself. And, and I think yeah. even in that arena, there, there are uh, a lot of holistic approaches in, in chiropractic. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, they're probably the, 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 the biggest point of entry for that kind of thing, um, to come into the healthcare market. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the moment, um, I'd like to see it become more mainstream. But you know, I've watched um, a couple of energy therapy sessions, and it's amazing to me that the practitioners, my wife included, that can, w- without benefit of any kind of communication from you directly verbally, they can zero in just from a, on an energy field uh, level to find out mm-hmm. where on your body your issue is. Um, right, and, and they're able to uh, kind of peel the layers back of that um, injury to the body and. and Oftentimes, and I've seen it happen, you know, 90% of the times where you're able to associate that with some sort of um, spiritual or emotional event in your life. And Mm -hmm. um, when you look at the different kinds of practices and theories that are out there, um, there, there's a guide for it. And, you know, common things like, you know, know, injuries to the left side of your body might be indicative of some sort of um, issue with a female family member or person in your life. Um, And then when you, you, you kind of push forward to that, and I may not be getting that right, left versus right, but um, but when you push forward on that, you find and you find that there are some unresolved issues that are manifesting themselves in a physical way. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it, it's Incredible very, very blockage. interesting. Yeah, yeah it, it, exactly. And then, you know, she, my wife always does talk in terms of energy blockages and restoring right. energy pathways. Um, and, and that's exactly what, um, you know, you're looking at to kind of link that, again, mind-body, um, powerful connection, mm-hmm. get it back on track. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, Warren. It's like, you know, it, it's it's funny to talk about when you first start getting into this. And I, I've, I've been exploring it. You know, it's my obsession with anything population health or anything health-related is to get to the core and the source and authenticity and and, and, and uh, sincerity behind the, the regimen. So I'm always kind of regrounding myself to different sciences and you know, if there's a good, solid intention behind it and it's done in love, you know, I try and return to, you know, why, why is this study existing? You know, what it, what, what's going on here? I guess what's interesting is, um, 
yeah, I love your thoughts on where some of these sciences, uh, you know, never made it firmly into like medical school or nursing school, you know, as well. So I'm, I'm, I guess not so much why, but I guess, are you seeing, you know, some of these holistic elements uh, getting reintegrated into nursing schools now and, and to the onboarding of nurses into different hospitals? Do you have any thoughts? Or are you seeing some interesting things happen there? Um, you, you know, and, and a lot of the nursing schools are touching on it now, and I, I think that's encouraging. Um, you know, when I went to nursing school, we, we only looked at the holistic approach as the approach of look, taking care of the total patient and not just right. the stance. But I think that means so much more today. And I, and I know that um, I know that Columbia has a master's program in holistic nursing um, that incorporates a lot of what we've been talking about here. And I think uh, uh, that 20 years ago didn't exist. That didn't right. exist. 10 years ago. So um, I think it's encouraging, but you know, as, as trying, you know, trying to be a leader in the field, it's important to make sure that um, as I kind of talked about earlier, the struggle of trying to find the balance during your day to, to do all that you need to do on a shift or to care for the patient. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's, it's try to remember the patient in totality and that, and this experience is one slice of their life and they presented to us um, because whatever is happening at the moment is the most important thing that they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, and the nurse, as I said, has to be the constant to, um, I think, first and foremost, make the patient feel that they're they're in a safe environment and they're with people who will be able to um, make a difference uh, one way or the other. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what I ask my nurses to always bear in mind. Um, patients don't tend to care about what you're up against or how many patients you have or what kind of a day you had or if your friend's called off. It, it's not their problem. Right. Um, it, you know, it, they absorb everything that's happening in their environment. They're very vulnerable. They're scared. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's our job to keep them uh, to keep them safe, number one. And, and right. number two, assure them that, you know, what is happening um, is happening all in an effort to make them better. Uh, right. You know, it's like when it comes to care, I'm, I, I've, I've always found, and I'm sure you've heard this and seen this and probably had, had, you know, people you care for Testament. It's, um, the level that a patient, like once they're nursing around in their interaction is a byproduct of also like their energy as well. Right. And so that I've always found like nurses that have really good energy and positive energy. You don't mind them coming in and checking in on you every, every often right but sometimes if that nurse is is caring for you but doesn't have really great energy that feels like it's uplifting you or anything you're kind of like leave me alone right and so um so so you know i, I don't know i don't know what I, I guess i'm going with that but i'm i'm, I'm well, noticing more right. and more that absorb you know, that energy yeah. the patient yeah patients absorb the energy that we're projecting into the room and right. so beyond all else you know I guess everybody expects that, that, you know, that patients don't really care if you graduated the valedictorian of your class or number, <laughs> you know, 99 out of 100. The right. expectation, the basic expectation is you know what you're doing. So when you yeah. approach the patient, you know, everything that you put out there is being absorbed. So we need to make sure that the staff is always mindful of how they're putting out there, what they're putting out there. If you walk into a room and you're frustrated and stressed and anxiety-ridden yourself because you've got a lot to do, well, that, that patient's going to feel all of that. And they're not going to feel, you know, that they're in the safest place at the moment. For the, So it's all about setting the tone and making that, that connection and, and setting the tone of your relationship during the whole time they're here. Right there, right there with you, Warren. I guess along those lines, and so I appreciate you sharing 
empathy, you know, energy level and just like demeanor and just kind of the, right. And it's great to hear, I stand in the field of nursing. Um, and, uh, I guess, sorry, apologies if uh, my audio just blurped out a little bit, we'll have to edit it out, but long story short, Warren, um, I'm kind of curious, you know, one thing we were talking about health at, at our company health hero, um, a couple weeks ago, as we work with different EHRs is man, it'd be so cool if the EHRs and CRMs and systems that hospitals were able to like be able to measure more specifically like metrics around mind, body, and spirit, right? I think we do good job in systems, uh, measuring body metrics, like biometrics, right? But, you know, where are the metrics on, you know, mental, mood, uh, behavior, uh, you know, spirituality, right? How one feels about their own spirituality or one feels about their own mental capacity. Because I think if that stuff would be tracked, right, you'd be able to draw a higher correlation with people's healing. And I know that could be slightly controversial, but I feel like we're in a safe ground here, just me, you, and all of our audience, right? But um, I, what are your thoughts on on systems like modernizing themselves to, you know, care for this like new way of thinking or, or, or regrounding to, you know, really good solid nursing standards so that nurses can, can focus empathetically more on patients based on data, you know? So I, I don't know mm-hmm. if you have any thoughts on this or you think about it a lot as much as I do, but um, well, I mean, I, I live in a world yeah. where, um, yeah. you, you know, med, you, patient experience is key. Right. So we, right. we measure patient experience by, by age caps, by quality data, by outcomes, um, hospital acquired infections, um, all of that data we take into consideration. Mm-hmm. And, and we, we try then to use those, those numbers and those quantifiers as benchmarks, mm-hmm. um, so that, you know, a little hospital in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania can compare itself to a hospital, you know, in California and use the same kind of benchmarks. But the one variable in, in the patient experience is the patient themselves. So when you say it would be nice to get some of that um, extracorporeal um, measurement into the, the, the record, I think mm-hmm. that would be great because that would be a, a, another correlation that we could draw to patient experience. Um, it, as, a, as I said, patient experience is an individual thing, and you try to deliver a product, a healthcare product, to the to the consumer, um, but it's not always received in the same way by every person because their individual experience is different, their viewpoint is different, the the places that they come from are just different. So you, you try to make a, as many connections as you can in, in a positive way, and, and we measure the percentage of positive connections we make along the way as an indicator of a good patient experience. Mm. I think the things that you've mentioned would be great if we were able to quantify those things and be able to then, you know, have a correlation, um, not only to the patient experience itself, but then also to outcomes, because uh, that's another driving indicator of how well, you know, you're, you're uh, offering the healthcare experience to the patient. How, what are the outcomes like? Um, mm. You know, um, and, and again, rehabilitation and, and moving forward and healing itself Mm-hmm. It, it's all wrapped up in that whole emotional, uh, physical bubble that we travel in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, mental state is a determinant of how well you can move forward. Right. Uh, physically. Right. So I, I think that would be a great thing, Anthony, if that's something we could ever incorporate into a record and quantify or measure. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Yeah. And, and you know, it's just something, you know, no one really talks about, it, I think, enough. And I, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, 
think about I, I think about it a lot more these days. But I guess a, a couple of things, Warren. Um, you, you know, we're mentioning some really great pillars to the field of nursing here, right? From a behavioral standpoint, empathetic standpoint, healing standpoint operations and technically um where do you see nursing going where do you see health going in the future what's that optimistic version of health according to warren that you know we're marching towards and the the vision the the future that you like to see happen well i'd almost like to to see uh so you know healthcare as it is at the moment uh, we're so laser focused on a very small window of time Mm -hmm. patients are coming into the hospital much sicker than they used to many years ago, and they're not staying as long as they used to. We're moving them from, you, you know, the, uh, either a higher level of care to a lower level, or tertiary level of care, or uh, to an even higher level of care for for more intricate um, uh, healthcare uh, issues. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think that what we have to do as an industry is be able to become almost more laser focused on the experience itself. Um, our, centered around the whole patient, not just what's presented to us as a snapshot of time. Right. Um, and I, I'm looking forward to the industry moving in that direction. Um, we've, we've looked at in the last year since, since the uh, presence of the DRG, you know, the next step there was, you know, looking at prophylactic medicine to try to keep people well. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a piece missing from that, and that's just what we've been talking about. And I think if we can find a way to incorporate that into the experience, yeah, being able to deliver, uh, you know, exactly what people need in a shorter amount of time, uh, and still finding a way to remain that constant person, uh, you know, at, at the bedside that that brings the empathy to the situation and, and helps usher you into a better state. Um, that's that's the perfect world I think that we can all look forward to. Absolutely, absolutely. Warren, this is great. You know, it's, it's super powerful to get your perspective on the show and, you know, and the core, you know, concept and recentering of healing, right? And, you know, obviously the nurse as a role, as a concept, it, you know, as, as you know, right, is, is this incredible day-to-day, almost play-by-play facilitator of that healing process, um, obviously supporting the doctors as well and such, such a critical role and all of our fam- friends and family are interacting with a nurse, you know, hopefully not every week, but at least every, you know, at least, you know, three or four times a year in some capacity, right? Whether it could be a flu shot or it could be, you know, post chemotherapy or something like that. But um, Warren, I really appreciate your perspective, your leadership and, you know, and I I celebrate, you know, all the, all the years of experience you've had in this area and the leadership that you continue to bring and usher in with those around you and those that you teach and you nurture. So, um, but Warren, it's been a, it's been great having you on this. My, my very last question for you, Warren, and I promise it's the last one is Uh if you like our listeners to engage with you on, on social media, yeah, or directly, if you'd like that to occur, what would be a great way to do so? Um, well, you could probably reach out to me through LinkedIn um, uh, under my uh, under my bio. Uh, you can send me a message there, um, and I think that probably would be the best way to get in touch with me. Um, there are other avenues, of course, for the facility or personally, but I, I think that LinkedIn would be a great approach. Sounds great. Sounds great. Warren, uh, this was a great episode. Uh, This was great uh, grounding with you on this topic. Uh, Celebrate what you're doing and, you know, really support what you're doing. So this was super powerful to have you on and much appreciated. Thank you very much. It was great. Great talking with you. Thank you so much.